Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Don't forget, Wendy's celebrating Leroy's induction today only. That's right, Wisconsin Wendy's will let you show your love for Leroy with a 36-cent small Frosty. Say, I want my Leroy Frosty. You can get one for 36 cents, but it's only available participating Wisconsin Wendy's. Make sure to do that today, too. All right, so yesterday, we didn't really talk about it on the big show all that much because it was pretty Aaron Rodgers intense. I want to get to this uh, Super Bowl uh, last night if we can. Just uh, get your thoughts on one particular aspect of it. So, watching the Super Bowl yesterday and going into the Super Bowl, I was, as you all know, uh, if you listen to the shows, rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals. Nothing against the Rams necessarily, but the Bengals, in my opinion, were the underdog story. Uh, always like the underdog. So, rooting for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and the Bengals. And even though the Rams had a couple of Badger offensive linemen uh, there, that to me that still wasn't enough to pull me over to that side to root for it. So either way, uh, it wasn't like I was upset necessarily that the Bengals lost. So, watching the game, and Stafford has nice drive, OBJ, boom, touchdown. Okay. Gets to the end of the half, throws a pick. Now, the interception at the end of the half really was similar to what a punt would have been. It was third and long. He just heaved it up there, uh, intercepted. Then you get to the second half. He throws another pick. Now, I have a little bit of a problem with Collinsworth on the second pick. First of all, go back. To me, I don't know what you all thought. It felt like Collinsworth just was gushing and loving and praising Matthew Stafford from the word go. Like, everything was pro Stafford, which is fine, but it was ridiculous. So he throws one pass. The receiver reaches out, goes off his hand. He led him too far. Gets tipped off the receiver's hands, interception. Collinsworth, oh, wow, that wasn't his fault. Whose fault was it? It wasn't like he hit the guy in the chest and it bounced off or even hit him in both hands. The receiver reached out and it hit the one hand, Bounced off, got intercepted. So either way. So now, as you're watching the game, the Bengals are up. And to that point of the game, I think there had been like four penalties thrown in the entire football game. Like the entire Super Bowl. It was pretty much flag free. They were letting these guys play. And even if you go back to early in the game, when there was hand fighting between the wide receiver and the DB, the conversation was, well, should that have been called or not? And it was, well, early in the game, you know, you like to see like to see the referees letting them play. Okay. So you set precedence for three and a half quarters of football 
that you're going to, quote, let them play. Then you get to the end of the football game and it's a flag fest. And it wasn't pro Cincinnati by any stretch of the imagination. Now, not going to sit here and tell you that they lost the Super Bowl because the refs decided to start throwing flags when they weren't throwing them for a majority of the game and decided to change the way they were going to call the game in the last few minutes of the game. I'm not going to use that as the out for the Bengals. If we want to talk about outs for the Bengals, their offensive line in the second half, th- there you go. That, that was one of the major reasons why they lost that football game. And... To Joe Burrow's credit, he's been able to overcome that a majority of the season and a majority of the playoffs. The man was sacked more than any other quarterback in NFL history in a postseason. So clearly, they got to focus on the offensive line this offseason through draft, free agency, whatever. They got a bunch of money to play with. And I firmly believe they will address that. And you'll see Cincinnati back in the playoffs next year and competing for another Super Bowl, probably. Fine. So because of flags flying everywhere at the end of that game, puts Stafford in a position to win the football game. And he did. And he deserves credit for that. The previous game, you had a DB in Tart that dropped an interception that got the Rams to the next round because if he intercepts it, a game does not end the way it does. San Francisco's in the Super Bowl. And now in this case, you kind of got bailed out by a bunch of flags. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If I'm Matthew Stafford, I don't care what you think. I still got a championship ring, as does McVay, as does Donald, as does OBJ, Jalen Ramsey. He didn't play all that great either. And they still were able to get a Super Bowl championship. So often when we talk about quarterbacks in the National Football League and where they rank all time, and we talk about Aaron Rodgers, and he needs another one, needs another one, to really be in that conversation. Needs to get two. Now, nobody thinks he's going to catch Brady, obviously, but he at least needs two to be on that next class of quarterbacks that only have one. And that's not to take away from Doug Williams or Trent Dilfer or these guys who have a Super Bowl because it's still an elite class because there's only so many guys that have won a Super Bowl. Because You've got so many guys that have won multiple. So what? You're definitely under 50 guys that have won at least one Super Bowl. You might be somewhere around 45 in that area of guys that have won at least one Super Bowl. Might be less than that. So Stafford definitely deserves credit for having one Super Bowl. But when you start talking about Hall of Fame and where they rank and so forth, Trent Dilfer's not a Hall of Famer. But Trent Dilfer was valued as a game manager. Doug Williams is not a Hall of Famer. Brad Johnson for Tampa Bay is not a Hall of Famer. Brad Johnson, MVP. Brad Johnson, not a Hall of Famer. Matthew Stafford, as we sit current, 12th all-time in yards, 49,995. To give you perspective, Tom Brady is one. Now, he is 84,520. Breeze is two, 80,358. 80, then Manning, who's been done for a while, 71,940. Zen Brett Favre is fourth. To me, that's more impressive than the rest of them because he played with Manning to a degree, but not the entire time. 71,838. Came in before Peyton, obviously. Then Big Ben at 64,000. Philip Rivers, 63,440. Moreno, also impressive, way before the rest of these guys, 61,361. Matt Ryan, he's still active and playing, 59,735. Eli is done at 57,000. Then Rodgers at 55,360. He's 10th. Elway, 11th, 51,475. And then Stafford, just in front of Warren Moon, uh, by about 600 yards. And then Frank Tarkenton after that. So there's been some conversation and talk about Matthew Stafford being a Hall of Famer because of all the yards he's thrown. And now he has a touchdown. And so many people will look at Matthew Stafford and say, 
You can't hold against him that he played for the Detroit Lions. You can't hold it against him. It's because he played for a horrible organization does not mean he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame when he was as good as every other quarterback that played in the NFL, but he was brought down by having Kelvin Johnson for a little bit, by having some of these other players he played with. He just didn't have the weapons as everybody else did. Okay. So this has been a talking point across social media, across TV, sports talk, radio today so far. One of the guys that talked about it, Nick Wright, FS1, talked about it earlier, and he kind of went off about this whole Matt Stafford Hall of Fame thing. Listen, I understand (laughs) sports television is quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I understand the NFL has adjusted the rules to make it quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I understand all of that. The Hall of Fame cannot just be a bunch of quarterbacks and Aaron Donald. I guess J.J. Watt can come in too and Randy Moss. Guys, it's the Hall of Fame. And while there is not a specific checkmark-based criteria, I think we can all agree, Can you to be a Hall of Famer, can you maybe be consistently one of, I don't know, the five best currently playing at your own position? Matt Stafford has not been that throughout his career. Matt Stafford's a very nice player. But Matt Stafford, I, I want to tell you guys, in his career, he has been an All-Pro zero times. He's been a Pro Bowler once. Pro Bowler once. Same as Mac Jones right. Jones. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay? Well, maybe yeah, I got you there, right. Wilds. He has, do you want to know you, what categories in a single season Matt Stafford's ever led the league in major passing categories? Touchdowns? Never. Yards? Never. Rating? Never. Completion percentage? Never. Pick sixes? Four times. Interceptions? Once. <laughs> this year. That's all he's ever led the league in. Here's a short list of guys who missed out on the Hall of Fame Two weeks ago, Patrick Willis, Demarcus Ware, Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, Devin Hester. Between those five guys, they made 34 Pro Bowls and 24 All-Pros. So the average guy that missed out was a seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro. You, stop it. We, Matt Stafford is not a Hall of Famer. Everybody knows he's not a Hall of Famer. And this, I'm going to, my buddy Peter Schrager must have bought Matt Stafford Hall of Fame Futures 10 years ago and was trying to push this narrative <laughs> and Sean McVay's on it. with him. We got to stop. <clears throat> He's not a Hall of Famer. Okay, so listen here. First of all, that was Nick Wright. Very well, very, very well said. As far as Peter Schrager goes, NFL Network. Listen, the man does a podcast and did a podcast with Sean McVay. Hangs out at McVay's place like they're boys. So, of course, he's going to push McVay's boy out there in, in the medium of NFL Network verse to tell everybody why Stafford should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and why he's a Hall of Famer. As I've said before, and I'll say again, so many times you have guys, TV, radio, whatever, that are really good friends with different people, whatever, that constantly are going to take up or push for those guys because they're friends. You could say about us that we do the same and have done the same for Leroy, that we're Leroy homers, that we always push for Leroy to be in the Hall of Fame. We've done it for, I don't know, a decade at least, uh, promoting that he should be in the Hall of Fame. And you could say, well, the reason you do it is because you're friends with him. Sure, that's part of it. The other reason is because he deserved it based on the numbers. And as Nick Wright just laid out, Matthew Stafford, outside of yards, does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But I will ask the question anyhow. Because I'm sure there are Lions fans listening. I know we have Packers and Bears and Vikings fans listening. So I'm going to open it up for everybody. Do you believe with that ring yesterday, that Super Bowl win, that he now has himself in a position being 12th all-time in yards, but has none of the rest, as Nick Wright pointed out? Do you think that Matthew Stafford now is in position to go into the Hall of Fame. And if you say no, what do you think he has to do 
in order to get himself to be in a position to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us as well at 1250 AM The Fan. All of those work. And uh, I can't wait to see where this goes. Because, again, we're not doing the show in Detroit. And they're doing the show in Detroit. I get, I'm, I'm guessing they probably did do the show in Detroit. I'm sure it's a heated debate. Because in Detroit, it's split. Half that fan base was not on the Matt Stafford bandwagon. Didn't think Matt Stafford could get it done. The other side of that fan base for the Lions thought Matt Stafford was all that in a bag of chips and was held back by the Lions. And they were looking for Stafford to prove them right. So I'm sure on talk radio, that's a big, big debate one way or the other. It was such a big deal. If you didn't see it on social media, they were selling Detroit Rams t-shirts, blue shirts. It said Detroit Rams across the front of it. And they were selling them last week to people in Detroit who were buying them and wearing them while watching the Super Bowl. That's how big of a deal the Stafford thing is in Detroit. Here, we have Packer fans. I feel like when it doesn't involve our team, we can be fairly objective. So tell me about Matthew Stafford. Hall of Famer or not, and if not, what does he have to do to get to that point? Because I want to talk about quarterbacks and the Hall of Fame and how the standards have to change. We'll do that coming up next. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. If you ever thought about becoming your own boss, now's the time. Time to join the Young Express team. They're looking for successful transporters of expedited freight. Now, what does that mean? That means you're on from point A to point B. You pick stuff up and you drop stuff off. Then you call back to dispatch and they tell you where to go next. Now, they have a 24-7 dispatch team uh, at Young Express. That's extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving because if you are not moving, you're not making money. So let's take, for instance, let's say you're driving, I don't know, regionally, right? And you're going to Minneapolis uh, to go drop something off from somewhere in Milwaukee. So you drop it off in Minneapolis. Now you call back to dispatch. And now you're waiting for them to tell you where to go next. Well, if you're sitting in Minneapolis for a day or two, you're not making any money. And you're losing money if you're paying for a motel room or hotel room or whatever, waiting to get back on the road to go pick up your next freight and your next load. So a dispatch team, very, very critical. At Young Express, you can mix it up. You can drive locally, regionally, or nationwide, or as they like to call it, over the road. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. They're looking for full-time independent contractors. Full-time. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. This is the 15th play of the drive. Four runs, 10 passes. Second to goal. Pass. Cut. Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. They had no choice. That was the entirety of their passing game, and they got it done for the go-ahead touchdown. That was man coverage. Uh, no help over the top. And uh, Coop did a great job winning on his route. I tried to put it in a good spot, and he made a great catch. There you go. Highlight courtesy of NBC, Collinsworth, and Al Michaels, and Stafford there after the game. To me, what Matthew Stafford done was pretty impressive. I don't know if I go as far as Collinsworth praising and all that nonsense that he was doing there on Stafford, but it was very impressive, uh, the the drive that Stafford had. Again, no Higby at tight end, no Woods at wide receiver. You lose OBJ during the game, who really was kind of your offense early on in that game, and then for the second half, for majority of the second half, he forgot he had Cooper Cup on the team. Cooper Cup pretty much disappeared in the second half of that game. Uh, But then when they needed Cooper Cup, he was able to step up uh, and deliver. So the question is this. Today on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, does the Super Bowl ring solidify Matt Stafford as a Hall of Famer? If not, what more does he need? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. 
Ryan C. says he's only 33 and already has 323 touchdowns. He'll likely end his career at or above the 420 mark Marino had and with a Super Bowl victory. If he keeps winning, gets his win-loss record above 500 after playing with the Lions for 12 years, I say yes, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. If Kurt Warner can get in, then so can Stafford. All right, Ryan C., let's talk. So, this is my issue with how quarterbacks are being judged currently and what this means for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You compare him to Dan Marino. That's unfair. Completely unfair. Dan Marino played in a completely different era. Did they throw a ball a lot? A lot? Yes. But the rules were completely different of what the DB can do, of what the safeties can do, of how everything is, is viewed. You were able to get a lot away with a lot more defensively than you can today. Now you can barely lay hands on a receiver without getting a flag thrown on you. Back then, man, look at Michael Irvin. That was after Marino. Look at Michael Irvin. That man would take his hand and shove Terrell Buckley 10 yards away from him and catch the ball and never, ever, ever got called. Can't do that stuff today. You extend an arm like Irvin used to do? That's getting thrown. And on top of that, back then, they ran the football a lot. The running game was far more prevalent back then. It wasn't four wide shotgun, 80% of a football game. That wasn't a thing. Did he throw it? Yes. Was Dan Marino really, really good and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. But to compare what his touchdown numbers are compared to this version of a quarterback today, to me, is lunacy. Just is. That's what makes guys like Fran Tarkenton, who could never get over the hump with the Vikings, could get to the Super Bowl, but couldn't figure out how to win it, okay? When you look at that man's numbers, that's what makes him so impressive. Because, again, he wasn't playing in an era with the rules they are today. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They need to create some type of benchmark amongst these Pro Football Hall of Fame voters of what it's going to take to get in. Guys, listen, I'm going to go over those numbers one more time. One more time with these, these passing yard numbers. If you look at these numbers, Phillip Rivers is sixth in yards. Is he a Hall of Famer? He's done. Is he a Hall of Famer? I would say no. Matt Ryan is eighth. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He's been there, but he doesn't have one. Is he a Hall of Famer? Eli Manning is ninth. Now, he has two rings at least. But if you go back and look at Eli Manning, Eli Manning wasn't all that in a bag of chips when he played. Eli Manning had a bunch of losing seasons and 500-ish seasons. He wasn't dominant as a quarterback. He wasn't winning at a high level. But they're going to say, ninth in yards, two rings, you're in. It's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, 10th. One ring, but four MVPs, the leader among the leaders, an all-time quarterback rating, he's in. Then Elway, Stafford at 12 with a ring. Then Warren Moon, Tarkenton, Carson Palmer is 15th. He doesn't belong in. Vinny Testaverde is 16th. He's not in, and nor is he going in. Drew Bledsoe, 17th. Then uh, Dan Fouts, 18th. He's in the Hall of Fame. Flacco is 19th. He don't belong in. Kerry Collins at 20. Nope. Joe Montana, 21st. He's in. Johnny Unitas, 22nd. He's in. Both of those are more impressive than the numbers that you currently have being put out there by these guys. And then Russell Wilson, 26th. Andy Dalton is 30th. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 32nd. Kirk Cousins, 43rd. Cam Newton, 45th. Derek Carr, 48th. You don't look now. Derek Carr's young enough. He might climb right up into the top 30. Who knows? Top 20 before this whole thing is said and done. Kirk Cousins is another one, depending on how much longer he plays. He could get up into the top 30, top 20. So whatever the standard is going to be, fine. 
but they need to define what the standard is going to be. Richard Sherman, the uh, longtime Pro Bowl cornerback of the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, as we all know, very, very opinionated on everything in life. Uh, he uh, has also uh, lent his uh, voice on this. He tweeted out a, a little while ago, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, but the Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now, like a participation tro- trophy almost. No all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even MVP of the Super Bowl he was in. Never considered the best in any year he played. At least Matt Ryan has an MVP. Now, again, that's a guy that plays in the NFL at a high level. And I don't disagree with them at all. There needs to be more of a standard than just yards. There just has to be. At some point, this has to change. You have to adapt to the era you're playing in. The era they're playing in is damn near Arena Football League, where it's wide open, everybody's throwing the ball all over the place without any type of defensive, um, anybody trying to stop them because they can't put hands on anybody. Uh, Jeremy tweets at 12.50 a.m. The fan at Milwaukee at MAK Admirals. No, he needs at minimum an MVP and a few All-Pros. He's not going to get a few All-Pros, folks. I- I'm just here to tell you. that, that That's just not going to happen. And as far as MVP goes, even if Rodgers retires, let's say he retires. You think Stafford is going to win MVP over a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert, Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes, like, I just don't see how that's going to happen. Chris tweets, better than Eli, has a ring in his top 12. All time in many quarterback categories. But again, as Nick Wright pointed out, never led a category other than interceptions in his career. Assuming he plays for five more years, he should end up solidly in the top 10 all time with a ring he will get in, but will have to wait a little like Leroy. And see, that take right there by Chris will be why he ends up in. And he was never, at any point, one of the best at his position in his career. Ever. Never, ever, ever was he a top five quarterback in the NFL year to year. It was never a conversation. You can go back as far as you want in his career. You can talk about the Mannings, the Bradys, the Favs, the Rodgers, wherever you want to go. He was never in that conversation. And yet, here we sit, the day after he wins a Super Bowl, and people are talking about, well, he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't get it. I, I don't. I do not understand. Shane uh, tweets at 12.50 a.m. The fan at MKE Admirals. No. If there was a Hall of Good, he'd be in. He needs to win another ring. Make Pro Bowls and make a next uh, for all pros. He's not going to make four all pros. He's not going to make one all pro. The man's never going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. I just don't see it. There's no way. He's too inconsistent. He throws too many picks. Plain and simple. Dez tweets at 12.50 a.m. The fan and MKE Admirals. Hasn't even been 24 hours since the Super Bowl, and you guys are already trying to tear down Matt Stafford by saying he isn't good enough to be a Hall of Famer. Can you just let this man enjoy his Super Bowl victory? No. He lives in L.A. He's not listening to us. Don't get, don't, don't get all upset. Because we're talking about Matthew Stafford. Just calm down. It's going to be all right. And if you need to calm down, you're looking for a place to calm down, no problem. I got your place. Q Club of Wisconsin, a great place to go and relax and take a load off. Maybe a good place. Take your date tonight. Have game night for Valentine's Day at Q Club of Wisconsin. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in 
Waukesha. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You got to give credit to them. You know, they're a really good defense. They had a good plan, and you know we didn't execute the way we needed to to win. You know, the one thing I will say about Joe Burrow, and this whole thing, the Bengals quarterback, and that's who we heard just there on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Good affordable family fun, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. One thing I'll say about Burrow is you may not like the swag. You may not like the arrogance uh, that comes along with Joe Burrow. Uh, you may not like how he dresses or the fact that he's wearing these chains or whatever the case may be. You may have your issues Uh, With Joe Burrow. But I will tell you this. The one thing uh, that I really am impressed by is the fact that he has been a team player one way or the other. Like he's always there defending his guys, sticking up for this guys. And here's just the latest example. One of his offensive line that was not good in the second half was not good in the postseason. 17 sacks, I want to say. Uh, for Joe Burrow, most uh, in a postseason by any quarterback, I believe, in NFL history. And Burrow's offensive line was brought up to him after the game, and this is what he said. They played really well up front today. You know, I was proud of the way that they fought. I, I've been proud of the way that they fought all season. So, you know, we all have to get better individually, and myself included. Again, to me, you couldn't have answered that any better. He, he That's the perfect answer. Now let's take it a step further. So now you say, okay, well, he he did a great job in taking care of his offensive line. Okay, that's good. Did you see him get the knee twisted? Did we all see that? He's got a guy on the bottom. Then he gets taken out by another guy on top. His knee bends. He's writhing in pain. They show you on the ground, show him on the ground, screaming in pain. And they asked him about that happening after the game. Joe, when you were hopping off the field on one leg, had really not much medical attention on the sideline, you kind of just went about your business. Were you just pushing it aside, saying, I'm not dealing with this right now? Yeah, we were. We'd get checked out after the game when we get back to Cincinnati. But I wasn't coming out. He waved off. He waved off the doctor. I'm good. I don't care what's wrong with me. I'm good enough. I can play on whatever it is. I'm playing. When Stafford went out with his ankle injury, it was, oh, Matthew Stafford's so tough. He's going to come back in. No matter what it is, he's coming back in. 
Okay, good. Fine. And he did. And good. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. I mean, there's just no way. And Burrow talked about it after the game. There, there's no guarantee that the Bengals would ever get back to the Super Bowl one way or the other. No guarantee that was going to happen. So he wasn't coming out. Didn't care what was wrong with his knee. Hurt or not, he was playing. The OBJ injury uh, equally is uh, frustrating. Tears his ACL. That was confirmed earlier today. So now he's going into free agent year. There goes all that money because he's not going to get paid by anybody because he's going to miss probably the whole next season. So he is out. And that that's, again, part of the deal here, man. You play football, playing through injuries, playing when guys go out and playing through the pain of everything, especially when you're in the championship game or you're in the postseason. It's going to be very hard to pull somebody off the field and tell them you can't play, you're done. If they can walk and figure out a way to play, they're going to play. And I think that's just credit to these guys, and that's leadership. That's what you want to see out of your quarterback, to play through the pain, wave off the doctors, go do your thing, be the tough guy. I think he just earned a ton of points in that locker room last night. I really do. Even though they lost, I still think Joe Burrow is the man at the end of the day with each and every one of those players in that locker room. And I think Matthew Stafford is the man in his locker room for getting them over the hump despite all these guys being out for the Rams and still figuring out a way to win the football game. I think they both earn big points. What didn't earn big points for me, however, were these commercials yesterday. I don't know which one of you watched these commercials and said, boy, these were amazing. These were some great commercials. Maybe. One. Let me repeat this again. One commercial, I think, stood out to me of all the commercials that I saw. And it was the one right before halftime. And it was the one for the NFL. I thought it was for Madden or something, the way it was. The video game one, where they come busting out of the TV and they're running through the living room uh, with these kids, trashing the living room. There's food everywhere. They're like throwing the ball. These like little miniaturized like video game players are diving into the wall, through the wall, everything else. It was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I even liked it at the end where the kid is wearing the 92 Philadelphia Reggie White jersey. I liked it because it was a combination of current and they paid tribute to some of the old guys like Walter Payton and those guys uh, as well uh, with inside of it. The only thing I may have changed differently, maybe, is maybe I would have had the current Hall of Famers in there. But I'm guessing that was done way before uh, the Hall of Fame class was decided and so forth. And that's probably why that wasn't the deal. But that was the one commercial to me that stood out the most. Adam Roberts, was there a commercial for you that stood out the most to you where you're like, that was really good? Well, the one you mentioned, I think they had done something like that a few years ago. Maybe they were at a dinner party or something. Okay. So, yeah, it was very similar to that. And it was and, just for the NFL. It wasn't for any product, per right, se. Right, Uh Well, you and I talked about this before we uh, started the big show earlier today. I felt so just out of touch, I guess is the way to put it, by all of the crypto commercials. And we knew, we knew going into the game there were going to be a lot of them. And there were. I think if there's one that stood out to me, it's the one that probably most people are talking about the day after with just the QR code bouncing across the screen, which generated enough buzz that Coinbase completely crashed their website. That that's probably insane. stood out to me. Yeah, that's insane. I I, uh, I am not one in the crypto world uh, like yourself, Bitcoin and all this other stuff. I, Bart Winkler this morning was saying... Uh, when he had Ryan Horvath on from BetMGM tonight, that on the cash app, they did something where they were going to give you money if you guessed heads or tails correctly. So Bart apparently guessed heads and got $100 worth of Bitcoin sent to him in the cash app for just guessing heads correctly. Well, a few years ago, he'd be a millionaire. But see, this, I mean, I don't know, man. This is in my lane one way or the other. I guess I'm just an old fogey that's not really buying into all this stuff of how it's it's actually going to eventually work at the end of the day, one way or the other. Speaking as someone who's on the younger-ish, and I mean, I'm not like a You're teenager. in your late 20s, right? Mid yeah. to late 20s? 28 years old. Yep. 
I see a lot of similarities with all of these websites to, and I'm dating myself a bit, but the dot-com bubble from about 20, 25 years ago, how every single thing had to have a dot-com. Sure. And we come even like two or three years after the millennium changed and 90% of them were gone. Correct. So I wonder if this is going to kind of go the same way. And if people are like, well, there's a lot more backing and endorsement behind crypto now. It was kind of the same way with the dot-coms 25 years ago as well. So I hope that people who are investing in crypto and are doing this are knowledgeable on the subject. Because it seems like with all those ads, they are trying to appeal to a mainstream crowd that doesn't necessarily understand this as much. They go all in bad things happen and they wonder what the heck happened. Well, because I think a lot of what it is, is people, not all people, some people want that. They want to be rich quick, right? So if there's a get rich quick deal type deal. They're going to get in. If they think that will work, they're going to roll the dice, see what happens and get in. Then there are others of us that are scared to death of, uh, losing any money that you may have and investing money that you can't afford to lose into something that isn't a guarantee that it's actually going to work at the end of the day because that money can be better spent somewhere else in your life versus gambling that this is actually going to pay off. So I think it's just different mindsets for different people. Uh, Rami Makhlouf is here. Can't wait to see what he has coming up on his show today. And again, if you were listening to the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, Michael Gennetti, co-founder of SpotTrack.com, Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette, both very good. All you have to do is go to BigShowNetwork.com to check that out or simply hit Rewind on your Odyssey app, uh, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can listen to both of those interviews there. Also, Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler, the now Pro Football Hall of Famer. Well, I guess technically he's not in yet. But he's in. He's part of the class. He's going in. They're, they'll induct him officially uh, in August. But I'm calling him a Pro Football Hall of Famer moving forward. Uh, they both will be back tomorrow for the Wendy's Big Show. So looking forward to that. This segment is sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Monday special is boneless wings starting at just $1 plus $3.50 premium taps. Check them out on Facebook for other menu specials. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, affordable family fun. Check out the Admirals next game. They got wrestling night coming up as well. We'll talk with John Greenberg a little bit later in the week for the wrestling night. Always fun times. I mean, Makloff is here to talk about his show, the Rami Show, coming up from 3 until 6 here on The Fan. Rami, let's first, before we get into that, yes, how did the Super Bowl party go? You had this whole big meal spot. Uh, the spread laid out for food and everything else. How many people did you all have over? There was a total of eight, including myself. Okay, and that was, was all at your place? Yes, which oh. was the perfect number of people. Everybody had a comfy seat. Everybody had a good view of the game. Well, so, you have multiple TVs, so that shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, but it was the, it was the, just the right amount of people. I don't like Super Bowl parties where you can't even watch the game. You're not comfortable. You're right. standing. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Sure. So it was, it was just right. From perfect. the size of my apartment, the seating, the TV. How was the dog? Was perfect. He was a little rambunctious throughout the first half, and then he tired himself out and went and slept on his bed the rest of the night. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. he's just barking a lot. He's excited. He's not around that many people that often. But it was good. There was so much food, man. There was so much food. I'm still sweating and farting from all the food I ate, Sparky. Didn't need any of those details. It was a lot, dude. You want the whole spread? You want to know what the, you want to know what I, 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 I thought we went over the spread on Friday. Did you add something? Yeah, there was a couple things added by people who showed up. Oh, so th- I put all of this in my body yesterday, some of this twice. There was potato chips, tortilla chips, veggies. Actually, I didn't have any salsa, which I just put a poll question up about. I want to ask you about that in a second. Buffalo chicken dip, dill dip, coleslaw, pulled pork sliders, chili. There was some brisket burnt ends that my buddy brought from. Have you been to Iron Grate barbecue? No, I've driven by it a million times. So he, he brought some burnt ends from Iron Grate. They were awesome. And I made some brownies. I also had a Bloody Mary, a seltzer, a Coke, and a cup of coffee. That all went in my body yesterday. And, and you watched the game? And I hate myself. Yeah, I watched the whole game. Watched the whole game. What I wanted to ask you about salsa, and I have a poll up about it right now on Twitter. I had a jar of salsa. Now, I didn't open it. I just had the jar there with all the other dips. It was just there by the chips, everything. So all the dips weren't open. Every, they were just in was, jars? Everything was laid out. Well, no, that was the only thing that was in a jar. Well, there you go. Some of them, well, no, some stuff was in Tupperware. You know, people brought dips. But it's that easy was, to, well, okay, go ahead. So... The jar of salsa went totally unopened, completely un- no, 
untouched. Nobody had any salsa whatsoever. Eight people in my house eating till their stomachs burst. Nobody touched the salsa. Is salsa's time over? Is salsa not? I just think you you put it out wrong. You put it out like it wasn't meant to be ate, and it was just kind of sitting there. It was there with all the food. And nobody wanted to be the first one to open it up. You and think then that's what it was? I think it was just how you had it hmm. set out. That I think thought if you cross my if mind. If you would have had it set out in like a dish or something, I think more people would have. A dish and some a spoon, a big spoon or something, I think probably somebody would have ate it. That thought did cross my mind. That's my guess. That it was my presentation of it. The presentation killed it. Okay. That's my guess. All right. But, but I could be wrong. Right now, I mean- Running away with it, people are saying no. That salsa is salsa is done. Sixty four, one hundred eighty seven votes. Sixty four percent of the people are saying salsa's time is over. So what are you eating SD with tortilla chips that you get at the store? Then I don't know, like a queso. Oh no, I still like salsa. Um, no, I'm I still eat salsa. salsa. I didn't get I'm any. Salsa I, didn't, I didn't have any yesterday. Like the medium chili salsa that you get at the store. That's what I eat. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, it's salsa's time is over, dude. Salsa's uh, time is over, according not, to this poll. Not in my house. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. Good luck to Salsa and uh, mm-hmm. everybody that doesn't eat it. You're lost. <laughs> what do you got coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky, Piper out of the gates. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Obviously, how Packers fans were feeling watching that Super Bowl as it pertains to their own football team. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in the beginning. Vince Caroni, comedian, who I'll be opening for at the Improv tonight. He'll be stopping by at 3.30. Didn't do any research. That's okay. I didn't you, know he was coming on. You don't need to. He's funny. That's all you need yeah, to know. Yeah, no, that's fine. And he and I will both be at the Improv tonight if you don't have any Valentine's date plans. You and Vince are, your, are the dates? Come come on out. Come on. What yeah, better it's... date? What better date? We'll oh, I think a laughs. comedy show's a great day. Right. I, absolutely. And you know the corner, corners of Brookfield, there are restaurants up, down, left, right, yeah. everywhere around the Empire. No so go grab dinner yeah. and a show and uh, sure. have, have yourself a Valentine's Day. Vince will be here at 3.30. We think Gary Ellerson might be stopping by at 3.45, but he's got a flight. He's got a catch, so he's going to be on route to that. He's going to try to call in. Might not, but we'll find out at 3.45. 4 o'clock, sparking out Peyton Manning. Tom, oh, don't do it. Tom Brady. Oh, Okay, I feel better now. And Matthew Stafford. No. What are you doing putting me in this conversation? Out of it. Okay, go ahead. Have all gone to a different team after long storied careers with the team that drafted them. Yes. And won a Super Bowl the next the year. The difference is the other two won Super Bowls and went to multiple Super Bowls with their first team. How would you feel watching Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl in another uniform? Oh, great question. A-plus topic. Thank you. It's the best topic you've had in 2022, well, I thank think. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. That was really so well done. We'll talk about that at 4 That's o'clock. Good. Um, a lot of people don't want him. So we'll start our mock draft every day on the Rami Show today. Between now and the draft, we'll do some With draft, who? do some draft mockery. I think we're gonna have a listener. I think we're gonna have a listener participate in draft mockery today. Oh, okay. And then uh, that's you know that's 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 the whole show. I mean, much much more in between all that. But th- those are the main points of today's Rami Show. That's good. Thank you. Very good. Appreciate Very good. it. How was your Super Bowl? What'd you do? Uh nothing. Oh, yeah, you had to go and take your kid took, to... Took the kid to baseball, baseball practice. Baseball practice at halftime. Had, uh... Did you tell your coach? Uh, like, uh, hear... shredded rotisserie chicken, some mayo, chicken, Did he, did he hear my on thoughts it. on his scheduling of practice a, on Friday? Uh, I don't your know. Your son's coach? No, I Ridiculous. Straight to hell. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. No, that, I don't know. For real. It didn't bother me at all. It should have. It, 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 it should have bothered all you, the parents. But see, you and I viewed this completely mm-hmm. differently. Like, I'm not a big Super Bowl party guy to begin with. Dude, so that's a holiday. It doesn't really matter to it's me one way or the other. It's bad enough we got to be here I today. Listen, You're scheduling baseball practice while the game is going on? I listened to the game in the car taking them the and same. then going back home. And I watched it at home the whole game. No. And even though we barely talked about it at all in the big show, no, they barely touched it. That's no, not cool. But. Well, we watched it, but yeah, that was it. We didn't go buy any special food or anything. Like I said, we had shredded chicken on two pieces of white bread, and that was dinner, and that was the extent of it. There were nothing else. There was nothing else to eat. That's that, ridiculous. That whole time. That's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. You're not doing Super Bowl right. You should be ashamed of yourself. I've done Super Bowl parties. And the I've kid's been to Super Bowl coach parties. Should be more ashamed of himself. Maybe he's not a Super Bowl guy either. Well, that's. See, that's possible. Think not about other people. Ev- Maybe think about other people. Not everybody. You know? What what commercial stood out to you? You know, um, the Larry David one was good. Um, mine was my only one I had was the NFL one before halftime. That was pretty good. With the the guys coming out of the TV, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really well. That, done. that was solid. There was another one I liked. There was there were there was only three that I liked. We just named two of them. I can't remember the third. Right, one. they weren't that good. I didn't think the commercials. They were, were great. just run of the mill commercials this kind year. Of, yeah. People wasted a lot of money on not getting their message. It across. got loud in my apartment during the commercials, though. People weren't paying that close of attention to them, so it's possible I missed. Something. Ever been to a Super Bowl party where they talk during the game and shut up during the commercials? No, I would have been I very have. upset with that. I have. I would have been real. Twenty upset thirty with that. people in a house every year. Commercials come on. Shh. 
Everybody shuts up. Game comes on. Everybody starts talking. No, everybody had solid etiquette in my house. Solid game watching etiquette. Was it all guys? No. There was two, three girls there. Two. Two girls. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, congratulations. Thank you. There he is, Rami Makhlouf. He's coming up next. Always entertaining. I always like the 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 mock. What do you call it? We have a mock draft every yeah. day. Yes. We will give you a mock draft. So good. And we will do draft mockery. Today we're draft drafting. Draft mockery is the one that I care about. Today we're drafting yeah. dips. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a dip draft. As long as you keep the meat out of the dip, everything is fine. Robbie McLaughlin. Oh, Buffalo chicken dip was a huge hit, dude. Huge hit. That's the one thing I have no leftovers of. That's because you had it out placed correctly. If you had to put that bad boy no, in a jar with a cap so on it, good. people would have kept ah, it moving. Was, and it's so easy, too. Re- I'll tell you right now how, how you make it. I got one Robert's specialty meats, Buffalo chicken breast. They, they pre-marinate it for oh, you. Oh, okay. Chopped it up into little pieces. Fried that up in a frying pan. I threw that in a big bowl with a eight ounce block of cream cheese, half a cup of a ranch dressing, half a cup of blue cheese crumbles, half a cup of Frank's Red Hot. Mix that all up, put it in the oven for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Everybody was talking about the buffalo chicken dip. So good. Good job, boy. So good. good it was job. amazing. So good. Look at you. I've never made it before. Oh, and it was, really? Nope. And it was the first time. So good. And you didn't screw it up. It was really real, good. Real good. It's so that. easy. You couldn't screw it up. Oh, nicely done. Oh, I could screw anything up. <laughs> don't, you, don't you challenge me. Don't you challenge me. Robbie is next. Have a good one. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 